0: Hi everyone, this is Chris uh, from Chris Watches Bird Little Liars. First recording of 2023. Uh, listen, I uh, I made some big promises in December. I think just holiday ness and life ness got in the way. I apologize. We're gonna try to right that ship for 2023. Get this show back on track. Yeah, so weekly episodes, all that good stuff. We're gonna try. We're gonna try to make our way. We have uh, nine episodes left to get to uh, through season three here. I'm trying to plan on some more fun surprises, all that good stuff. But basically, this is a mea culpa, right? This is a, please accept my apologies for the lack of posting in December. And hey, if you're listening to this in 2030, this won't make any sense. It'll be a time capsule of sorts. Anyway, on this New Year's Day, let's just get into, um, oh, I just revealed when I record these. Ooh, <laughs> a little behind the scenes. Anyway, let's just get into an episode that I want to call, huh? Prince watches Prince. Chris watches pretty little liars Chris watches pretty little liars so he can help you figure out who's a season three episode 14 oh, i just looked up the title again she's better now she's better now. now once again no previously on we get a i have to admit folks let's just get right to this part i'm now confused as to who's on what team because we have a skateboard hooded vigilante which I thought was on Team Mona, but I guess not, because um, they're just kind of skateboarding, skateboarding through the streets. Uh, someone shows up, so we see the skateboarder, right? Then, cut to Hannah's room while she's sleeping. Somehow, Mona has snuck in. She says the doctors have released her. Oh, will you forgive me? Uh, Ren, Ren said you were my guardian angel. <sighs> Ren with Rens. and that I'm all better now. Knock on the door. For some reason, Grandma is there. No Ashley this episode. No real explanation given for that, but you know, uh, we just wrote with it, I guess. So Mona leaves. We cut back to a skateboarder. Now, is the show trying to make me think this is Mona on a skateboard? I don't know. Lucas later will say he skates skateboards. Not quite sure the connection. But, alas, a car follows a skateboard hood vigilante, which at the first, at first I thought, is the skateboarder Toby. Car following, skateboarder runs away. Like They hop, hop the curb, which is like, I don't know why they didn't do that sooner. Inside the car, though, we're, we're revealed to see Evil Toby. Evil Toby What's happened to you? Are you just going through some emotional things right now? Or have you always been this way? Evil Toby. Now this is the first time in three seasons that I have thought of this. If we are assuming Pretty Little Liars uses a lot of tropes from soap operas and it's even mentioned here uh with harold later on are we dealing with evil twins is there truly an evil toby twin running around and that good toby is in the hoodie listen folks nothing's off the table at this point uh we just jump right into the episode we have our credits it's official mona is back somehow mona was released from the hospital um we cut to the fields household dad is back for this episode he's basically installing alarms on all the windows 24 7 active we're very clearly shown that he has it on his phone, the activation and deactivation. Uh, Garrett's mother is pissed. She wants to find out who killed her son. And I have to say, uh, a bit of a, um impressive turn here from Dad. I didn't expect him to have this opinion, but he agrees with Garrett's mom. He thinks that the police let an innocent man go and did not protect him. So he, uh, he uh, sides with Ma Reynolds and he says, Emily, do you think Garrett still did this? And Emily does not respond, but we do know that Emily does think Garrett is responsible for Allison's death. Cut to the brew, Spencer and Aria talk about Mona's back. And the, the, the discussion throughout this entire episode is, do we keep Mona close? Because she still has a lot of secrets to give. Uh, the NAT Club is mentioned once again, how only one member remains. Quote, unquote. This is going to be coming up again, I'm assuming, for the rest of the season. Aria did not ask yet Byron about Allison De Laurentiis. Cut to Hannah's household, where Grandma's there. Grandma, grandma doing her grandma thing. M left muffins, so we assume that's Mona. Grandma says, grandma tells this uh, lovely story about someone named Cousin Heshi. Cousin Heshi. And the moral of the story is that Cousin Heshi eventually got better, so Grandma's at least initial advice is to give Mona a chance. See if Mona has actually changed. So she thinks people can change. And the grandma character is a nice breath of fresh air in a very troubling and upsetting TV show. <laughs> Uh, cut to school, Emily, Aria, and Spencer. Hannah eventually all link up. Spencer, I think it's Emily actually that mentions the uh, Byron Allison conspiracy. Arya is super pissed about it still. Emily is under house arrest, as we all know. Uh, talk about Mona's back. And uh, they see Mona dressed in this like, uh, like she's on trial. She has this like collar and sweater deal going on. Aria walks by Mona. Mona says, hello, Arya," And just a glare from Aria. And I like this. Mona 2.0 is the moniker given to Mona. Cut to the hallway, Arya and Emily talk about Byron and Ezra, how Arya has still is not mentioned to Ezra that he has a son. No son talk. And if sure enough, Meredith is here, which we already told she was gonna be working here, and she has this little smile on her face. Meredith does. <sighs> the Meredith stuff, I don't know, folks. I don't A very confusing episode. This is this is the beginning of the what? We jump right to Meredith's classroom. Mona's looking at Hannah and Arya like like a puppy dog. Arya's on her phone. Meredith says, Hey, Arya, are you on your phone? Ari says no. I mean, that was probably the worst lie in the in the show's history up to this point. And that's saying a lot. Meredith takes the phone and she says, I read it. You're talking shit about me. LOL, LOL, Let's talk after class. So all four liars are there. Meredith is like, hey, let's just try to do our jobs here. I'm a teacher. You're my students. Let's do this. I'm like, okay, bye. Cut to the hallway. Mona and Hannah. Mona opens her locker. Okay, I'm just going to tell you what happens. Opens her locker. There's a brain with a knife through it and like a cork board. In her locker. Uh, I guess this brain was taken from one of the labs, dissecting labs. And the note says, take one mad cow to know another, which is quite a dated reference. About this time, I still think the mad cow disease was headline news, although I I don't know if that's true or not. But that's that's what it's referring to. You know, watching this in 2023, I was like, wow, mad cow. That is quite uh, quite a reference. At any rate. Mona takes the brain and knife, walks down the hallway, makes eyes with Lucas. Lucas is like, makes eyes with Jason. Jason Jason's like, and um, she throws it in the garbage. She throws the brain in the garbage then throws a knife in the garbage. She walks past Lucas, whispers to him. And then um, Hannah. So then uh, Mona walks away. Hannah runs up to Lucas and says, what did Mona say to you? And he says, I can't talk. He runs away. Actually, he doesn't run away. He limps away. It's made very clear that Lucas is limping. Which is, I'm not, now I'm starting to understand the game of the show. If it's too obvious, if, it, if I figure it out while watching it, it's not true. And if I figure it out, <laughs> and if I figure out twist number one while watching it, also not true. Which we'll get to. Cut to the bathroom, Emily, Spencer, and Aria. Seems like everyone but Spencer is starting to feel bad for Mona a little bit. And then there's a fear that people think that they did this prank on Mona. Uh, Mona walks in, uh, she's looking at herself in the mirror, and she says, uh, You should thank me for helping you. To Emily, which I'm guessing is referring to something from season two. Although I don't think that's what she's referring to. Uh, I guess Gary? I, I don't know what she's referring to when I think about it now. But Mona wants to earn their trust back. And then she leaves. Cut to the quad area. Caleb and Hannah, they're having a chat. You know, We know Caleb is anti-Mona, of course. And the theory is, did Mona do that to herself? And then we're reminded of someone got hurt. Hey, Caleb, can you talk to Lucas? See if he is truthful about you where he got hurt. Cut to a classroom. Uh, Emily's talking on her phone with the dad. It's been very clear throughout this entire episode that Dad is going to be very overprotective. And then uh, phone call ends, and we see Mona talking to the janitor guy, who is the motel guy, Travis Ritchie, returning. Here is where here is where I'm going to bring it in. So, okay, let's break this down for a second. Let's take a, let's take a recap break here. What the liars are presupposing, motel guy, Travis Ritchie, a.k.a. Harold, knows Mona because Mona was in that hotel room. For whoever you know, whoever all along, right? Somehow she got him a job here, and that's why they are connected. But this guy pretends he doesn't know the liars. What if he actually is his twin? Now, what sense would that make in the grander scheme of things? I've no fucking clue, but I—I I think we might have evil twins here, folks. <laughs> I think we have evil twins. Uh, I'll cut to outside eating. Spencer and Evil Toby. Uh, to- Evil Toby is lying his face off to Spencer. Oh, I just had a great theory, folks. I just had a fantastic theory. Uh, I'm going to get to. I'm gonna save it to the end of this podcast. you got to wait. You're going to have to wait to listen to my ridiculous theory. Okay, so Evil Toby's lying to Spencer. And Jenna apparently transferred schools. So Jenna is, quote, off the show? Question mark? I don't know. But Jenna's gone. Uh, and then we see Mona and Jason hugging, which actually didn't make sense at the time. And now, at the end of this episode, now it makes sense. Cut to Hannah and Emily. They're trying to find a uh, motel guy, Travis Ritchie, a.k.a. Harold. And they see him in his little, I guess, break room in the basement. And he has the creepy baby mask, which is very confusing because they said this was in Mona's locker. But that doesn't make any sense because Garrett was wearing creepy baby mask. So how can Mona be responsible for Garrett getting killed when she would have given him the mask or did she take it off of him? I I guess the theory is that if Mona killed Garrett, they took his stuff, I guess. Okay, I just worked that out. Sorry, folks. Cut to Ezra and Arya. Ezra gives her uh, uh, some sort of gold good luck necklace for some sort of marathon thing, and uh, they're having a chat, and then she gets a text that about Motel Herald. She runs out of there, and once she leaves his apartment, there is a gift basket that it says, it's a boy, and inside is a note, like babies, lies grow bigger, then they start talking, when will you? Cut to Spencer and Toby running, and uh, I guess they're near Spencer's house. Jason pulls up, and she runs up to Jason and says, hey, watch out for Mona, she's bad news. And Toby's there, arms crossed, glaring. Cuts to the brew. We have Hannah, Emily, and Aria. Uh, Aria just threw the... So she basically tells her friends what happened. She threw the basket away. Caleb walks up and says, hey, I didn't find out anything from Lucas, but somehow we got a transcript of the meeting with the principal and Mona's parents about Mona returning to the school. And I don't know, I may have missed this part, but apparently Mona said her parents wanted her to come back. But this meeting presents the opposite, that Mona's parents didn't want her to come back Mona really wanted to come back, and so the summary here is Mona has some shit she wants to finish. Too. So that wraps up, and then Hannah has a little button on the scene, says to Arya, you gotta tell Fitz he has a son, look over at Caleb, because that's important. Cut to evil Toby and Spencer in a hot tub, and now this is creepy. Now now those sweet moments, ah, this show, you know what? This fucking show. You know, this used to be like the one couple, they were like, aw, now it's creepy, okay? And then I think we have a creepy cam, right? We've determined any time we see something from that point of view, kind of shaky cam, it's someone in the, in the forest. Sure enough, Spencer hears a... And Toby's like, it's fine. Sit in the tub. She hears another noise, and she says, okay, I'm going to go inside. What? What? <sighs> so that's, that's one of my many what's this episode. We cut to the Montgomery household, uh, Byron and Aria. Of course, I knew Byron was going to have to guest star this episode. He's like, how was school? And um, apparently Meredith told Byron uh, the liars were cautiously welcoming to her. And so he's very happy. He's all smiles. And Arya decides to pull Spencer here. And she just says, oh, Blue, did you like Allison? Byron goes, blah, 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 what? Uh, uh, I like all your friends. And Arya's like, okay, LOL. I'll just go back to looking at this necklace on my bed. So she does that. And then Byron <laughs> Byron leaves. But then he like, like looks in and gives an evil look towards Arya. It was so funny. I was supposed to be intimidated. I was supposed to be scary, but it was kind of funny. Apparently then Mona, utilizing social media, does an apology video talking about her time being called the loser, which we know. We know she had a very rough childhood due in large part to Alison De Laurentiis. Let's make no bones about it. We're going to get to Alison. And so Hannah's watching the video. I have a theory about this video now because Hannah watches this video later. And I'm like, why is she watching the video? There's going to be something in this video. There's going to be some sort of hint. Anyway, I don't think we have enough of it now to do that, but. That's going to be my guess. Uh, grandma says, "Grandma says, you know what? I was wrong about that." Mona's. I'm suspicious of Mona. Lucas is at the door. Uh, he says, "Can you get this envelope to Caleb?" And he has a noticeable limp. And he said he had an accident skateboarding. Interesting, right? Interesting. And it's clear that Lucas knows a lot. Now, what's what's interesting to me as a viewer? Hannah knows this. Hannah knows Lucas knows a lot. We as the audience know Luke, Lucas knows a lot. She doesn't push. She doesn't ask him to tell. She, she pushes Mona. She pushes everybody else. Why does no one push Lucas? He's clearly on the inside. Uh, 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 very confusing. What? Let's get him in a room. Let's get all four liars in there. Let's get Caleb in there. Let's just fucking get to the answers, right? What, what are we waiting for? But we don't do that. He walks away uh, with a limp. And so, if it's obvious, it can't be true. If it's obvious, it can't be true. So we're like, oh, Lucas was the one that got stabbed. And it can't be. In fact... I am almost certain, I might be wrong, I'm almost certain, it has to be a hand. It has to be a hand. I didn't notice any hand injuries, but uh, we cut to the marathons. We get right to the marathon. Uh, Caleb and Arya are glaring at Mona. They don't buy the bullshit, but Mona's getting a lot of empathy. So apparently the apology video worked. Uh, Hannah and Grandma arrives with Spencer. They kind of say hello. And then uh, Arya takes a moment to ask Caleb, what would it have meant for you to find your dad? Find out who your dad was. And Caleb has a kind of a nice little moment here where he says, "Spent a long time looking for him, and I eventually gave up. And I would have really liked to have known. I really would have liked to have known who he was." And so RS thinking, right, thinking, 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 thinking. Uh. <laughs> Again, Grandma with the comic relief decides to sing a national anthem under no one's uh, request nor authorization. She just starts singing into the microphone, and then the person running the marathon shoots a fucking gun to start the race. I was like, "Yikes!" Another. uh, Chekhov's gun. So the plan is we're going to use the marathon to sneak into Harold the janitor's uh, room. Everyone will be distracted. Now why I do this during the marathon, I don't know. Why not just do it on the weekend? Uh, but, you know, who am I? Who am I to judge? Who am I to judge these plans? And Hannah lets it slip, which is something we the viewers always knew and assumed. Hannah's like, I think Mona was on the ghost train, which I call the Halloween train. It's the ghost train to me. It uh, cuts to Fields Fortress. Uh, Emily is locked in and he's like, I'm going to go for an errand. I'm going to leave my coat here with my phone. He walks away. Emily switches phones So dad pieces out And she disarms the house As we would have assumed uh, She has two hours She stinks out Clearly A is gonna get in there And do some shit I mean, I mean Listen folks It's the middle of season 3 We know what's happening here It's gonna backfire of course we get to Emily uh, lockpicking Or at least attempting to the janitor's closet But Spencer and them Arrive and say Hey what are you doing here She's like long story Spencer picks the lock instead uh, They open up And inside Very weird huh so everything is gone. The uh, Mona stuff, including the creepy baby mask. And then there's a diary on the desk, right? Something he was writing in. And apparently it's a letter to Mona. So this is Harold the janitor writing to Mona. And I guess they think he thinks it's Mona's journal. But uh, Spencer's like, no, this is Allison's diary. So we're connecting Allison's things to Mona. Quick shot outside of Meredith going to a table. Mona gives her a dirty look. Cut back inside. They're going to, going through the journal. Aria finds that journal entry about blackmail. Now, this is very tricky because I stopped the video and I read the journal entry. It doesn't say, it doesn't, it doesn't say Byron. It doesn't say Meredith. It says I'm blackmailing somebody and their family's at risk, but we could go down the entire Rosewood phone book. I mean, this could apply to Mr. Hastings. Jeez. I mean, the list is so long, but we get a flashback. I've never questioned the validity of these flashbacks. I have no reason to believe it. these are not truth. So I'm going to keep with that assumption. Otherwise, what are we doing here, right? Uh, but the flashback is Ellie, uh, Allison and Byron. Byron's in his office, I believe, at Hollis. And it's, she is blackmailing him, of course. But what's notable is that um, he's saying, you don't have the money. Ally's going to call somebody. And then she says she's going to call his wife. Byron very aggressively grabs her wrist. It's actually upsetting. So it's to show us that he is capable of what we think is being responsible for Allison's, quote, murder. We're also given the proper time frame. So this is going to be on Labor Day weekend when Allison is found missing. Found missing. Is that a really word? And then, um yeah. And then we cut back to a reality. They all leave. Of course, the janitor sees them all leave. All the liars leave. And then Toby walks in, evil Toby. Uh, janitor almost grabs the journal entry that uh, Arya grabbed. She's able to grab it back, and then evil Toby and Harold glare at each other. <laughs> Why is Toby evil now? I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Why is Toby evil? That's the subtitle of, of my podcast. Why is Toby evil now? And then there's they run outside. And there's a fire in a trailer. Uh, I didn't even see anybody go near this thing, but somehow there's a fire in a trailer. And this is another what uh, cuts to the Fields household later. Uh, I guess Dad is aware of all that happened. Um, he finds out that. um uh, Meredith got hurt, but she is, I guess, going to be fine. And uh, dad says, why are you not letting me in? And he's like, I don't want to be your gatekeeper. I want to be your dad. And you can see Emily gets emotional. So maybe we'll have some progress here. Maybe he won't be so strict, but I think he wa- yeah, I think he really does want to help. I know we've been kind of questionable on ma fields. I think dad really wants to help. We have a quick shot of Hannah watching the video again. And grandma says, you should go to bed. Forget about Mona. I'm telling you folks, there's something in that video. There's some sort of coded message. Cuts to the montgomery household byron and aria and it turns out uh, byron picked up Meredith from the hospital she has some medication i guess she's going to be fine and he offered for her to stay there and she said no and so Meredith thinks the liars did this some sort of note was on her clipboard that said to her go to you know go to this trailer for something and then i guess explosion so according to byron Meredith thinks the liars did this and he really does he's like you better tell me right now you better tell me right now and he says something about secrets and Arya pulls a Spencer again. She said, What about yours? What about your secrets, Byron? Uh he goes, What what does that mean? Uh Arya does back down. So she's only got us a, a temporary spark of Spencer. I think Spencer would have pushed it, but uh Arya's like, never mind, haha, <laughs> just kidding. And she says, Can you leave the door open? And I guess as a passive aggressive move, he leaves and does not close the door behind him. So there you go. It's been a while since I've uh been a while since we've had a little Tennessee Williams, but here we have another Jason on a cat on a hot tin roof, sitting outside on his porch, wearing a blazer without a shirt on underneath. Hot summer day, I guess. I don't don't know. Bug zapper going off. Just drinking a a cold one, thinking about life. Uh, Spencer walks up and says, uh, hey, remember what I said about Mona? What do you think now? And he's like, yep. Uh, Aria calls Spencer and uh, they're having a very loud conversation for some reason. Aria's like, A set us up. Byron is seen overhearing it. I'm assuming Jason hears it too. Spencer's like, goodbye. And then Spencer walks away. Mona. Mona walks out from the dealer into his house, puts a bandage on Jason's wound in his side. So it looks like they're hooking up. And then finally, for our post-credit scene, I know I'm making a bold statement when I say this. This might be the most confusing post-credit scene I've ever seen. And again, that's a a bold statement. (laughs) <laughs> it's a bold statement <laughs> such a bold statement it's such a bold statement because we've had one with rats that never got resolved we had the heart of glass that never got resolved so so many bulls credits that make zero zeds. this one though might be it this is the leader in my book so far hood of vigilante may or may not be our skateboarder we know there's at least five of these running around town but they're <laughs> they're at school they have a socket wrench and they loosen the front tire to someone's bike. Now, you would say, oh, this has got to be a character that we're familiar with for three seasons and a half of this television show. Nope. Some random person. I'm calling him Random Pete. Random Pete. Random Pete uh, is like, hey, thanks, everybody. You know, I'm probably going through a really rough time in school. Having this meeting tonight really instilled some self-confidence. I see a path forward here that is going to enrich my life and set me up for success in the future. Random Pete gets on his bike. (laughs) Vigilante is sitting, crouched nearby, and all we hear is Random Pete as he uh, bites it big time. So (laughs) that's what we get. That's what we get for our post season. Will we see Random Pete again? I don't know. Okay, this is my random theory. And this is the only theory, I think I've said enough. So I'll just say in summary, the show is intentionally shuffling the deck of who is on Team A. Allison and who is on Team Anti-A. Allison. I no longer know who is on what team. I thought I did, and now I don't. There's a lot of glares, a lot of a lot of people sw- switching sides. So I don't know. I don't really understand who's on what time, on what team. It could be a situation where they are on one team, and we have factions within the team, maybe. Uh, but that's very confusing, and I think that's the intention. I don't know why the four liars just don't kidnap Lucas, tie him up, and say, "Tell us all you know. Clearly, you know what the hell is going on. Why don't you say some shit?" But uh, instead, we just let him walk into our house, hand us an envelope, and let him leave. But here's here's the prediction, folks, and hold on to your butts. Here in 2023, Evil Toby is not Original Toby. That is my theory. And how are we going to know this? We're going to be we're going to be watching we're going to be watching an episode of the television show. And Evil Toby is going to be smooching it up with Spencer. Coming down the road is going to be a car, and the car is going to stop. Door is going to open. Out walks Original Toby original toby's gonna knock on the door door is gonna open original toby and evil toby are gonna look at each other then look at spencer and that is gonna be that is gonna be the ending shot uh, i'm calling it now toby has a twin that's the only way i could justify all that's happening i've been chris uh you can find me on instagram at mcgoogs twitching at uh mac to the on twitch uh, more stuff coming in 2023 i gotta make some big moves we, we gotta make some things happen and so you're gonna see more stuff i'm gonna try to cross promote more so um if you're from if you're a listener of the podcast and you check out something else that i'm doing uh yeah say hello and say how you uh say how you heard me oh yeah tiktok you can find me on tiktok mac to i'm there too now doing some stupid stuff there i think that's all for now i've said way too much <laughs> through some emotional things right now have you always been this way